Welcome to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kath, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Uh, we are joined today by Kelsey Pasha, LGBTQ training consultant. Kelsey is the Trans Bodies, Trans Selves board president. Kelsey has an MA and an M Divinity and is author of the Religion and Spirituality chapter. Kelsey, welcome. Welcome. And also joining us is Kevin Johnson, MD, Trans Bodies, Trans Selves board member. Kevin was the Relationships and Family section editor and is an addiction psychiatrist in upstate New York. Wow. Welcome both. Thank you so much we, for joining us. We have never had such uh, distinguished, we really have not. <laughs> well-educated people on this show. Are you sure you're not on the wrong show? Are you on the right show? <laughs> We're on the right show. Yeah, and it's wonderful yeah. to see y'all. I think Emily, I think it was... Like before the pandemic, when I when we last saw each other at the, I think it was Philly conference. I think Trans, Philly Trans Wellness. Yeah, yeah that was twenty nineteen. Oh my yeah. god, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like pre pandemic days where we like I never wore a mask and didn't mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> didn't even think about washing my hands for twenty seconds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> was a different time. Yes. Those were the days. Exactly. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here today to talk about this book, Trans Bodies, Trans Selves. And Faith, why don't you tell us what it is and what your role was with it? So this is, yeah, really, it's a resource by and for transgender communities. It's really an encyclopedia. The uh, Every time y'all give us questions, listeners write to us with questions, mm-hmm. This book is going to put us out of business it is. <laughs> because it literally has the answer for basically every question a trans person could have mm-hmm. and all like legal issues, you know, stuff related to, uh, I wrote a piece for this about the TSA, getting you through the TSA, yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. we did actually an episode yep. about, but mm-hmm. we also did, uh, I also wrote a piece about podcasting. So you can start your own podcast and compete Mm -hmm. with us and and do Mm -hmm. it better. But there's just everything. I want to say A to Z and everything in between about Mm -hmm. transition, how to express yourself, deal with legal issues, deal with family, deal with spirituality. It is it is just an all-encompassing tome. It's an encyclopedia. 700 pages (laughs) of amazing information that really every trans person has a question that this book has the answer to, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So absolutely that is fantastic. And um I believe written entirely by trans people or queer people. So. Yeah. So we've got a couple of the board members here. A hundred percent trans or queer people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. wow. oh no, no, oh Kelsey's uh-oh, like, well uh-oh. <laughs> one one sister person stuck in snuck in there. So no no no. Don't tell anyone. All right. <laughs> All right. And I would love to hear from uh, both Kelsey and Kevin. Uh, what were your roles? I know you had these leadership positions. You made this happen, but also it's such a massive work. There was a team, I imagine. So um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Kevin, let's hear what was your uh, what was your work with this? How did you decide that you're going to spend a good chunk of your life on this project? Yeah, a good chunk of um, of my life is correct. Um, so I, I've actually been involved with trans body trans cells for a long, long time. I think I'm approaching year ten of uh, being involved with the book and also the nonprofit. Um, I was also an editor for the first edition that came out in 2014. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we you know, set up a board to have a nonprofit that focuses more on continuing to empower um, trans communities, um, either by you know, raising money to donate copies of the book or um, look for causes that could need um, any form of support or help from our end. Uh, and then in t- around 2018 or so, which feels like forever ago, we started our work on the second edition. Um, and then with the work and toil that we've all done, the book you know, came out. Uh, and I've been involved in a number of ways. You know, so I'm the treasurer for the board. So I do like the board's taxes and all of the <laughs> kind of the paperwork thingies behind it. But, um, uh, but for the book itself, you know, I, I really liked you know, dusting off my editor hat and mm-hmm. um, looking at uh, different forms of writing. You know, and when you mentioned that it was you know, buying for queer and trans folks, that's absolutely correct. And you know, one of the reasons behind that was you know, the philosophy, because it was the same for the first edition as well, but one of the philosophies of it is many resources back before the first edition came out were written by, you know, cis, white, you know, mainly heterosexual men who said, these are these people and this is what we're saying is going to happen and my way or the highway type of thing. And not to, you know, knock folks who are pioneers of our field, um, but there is something powerful about, you know, taking our own, um, information, our own community into our own hands and lifting each other up. Yeah. That was something I, I, I know I've dealt with in my own life of being say a 20 year old kid or 15 year old kid. And gosh, I, I wish this book had been in the library mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I got to talk to you about like, uh, how can I, help? how do we get this? How can I help get this into the libraries? Yes. And I'll talk with Kevin or, uh, <clears throat> um, actually you can answer that afterward, but mm. yeah, just, just wishing I, I had this and you know, at that time, how would we get this into libraries? I just want to yeah. interrupt. Well, let's, let's, let's hear from Kelsey. And then, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to do is get this into <laughs> libraries. So yeah. thank you, Kevin. That's, uh, that's awesome. Kelsey, same question. Yeah. This was clearly a time consuming thing, board president. You also have like a job. So what, <laughs> what brought you to this? What uh, made you decide, okay, uh, this is going to be this is going to be my project. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Well, so I want to honor Kevin. I One thing I didn't hear you say, Kevin, was that you're a founding member. Ooh. I keep saying that phrase because I think that's really real. But I, I got involved. I was not involved with the first edition at all. So I am um, a little bit newer to the board, but I've been on the board since 2014. So I joined the board in those kind of interstitial years where we were really focusing on like the book donations, for example, and getting that program running and going to conferences, um, connecting with people, doing more more networking and, and cross uh, like resource building. Mm-hmm. And then um, I became board president, I think midway through working on the second edition. So um, I really wanna honor Kevin as a founding member, uh, Laura Erickson Schroth, who is sort of the overall founder, uh, just a little bit of history about trans bodies as an org. Um, the original kind of group of folks were folks that like Laura knew through the, is it Gay and Lesbian Medical Association, Glamour. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Kevin, and then I got connected through um, a college colleague of mine, who's another psychiatrist. So that's how I originally came to the board. I was in seminary at the time, so I was doing my grad school. And so for me, my personal bent on this is often, you know, not only is it really important, exactly as Kevin said, to um, be able to have trans and non-binary people 
um, share our own expertise and our own way of navigating systems that are often gatekeeping and harmful. But um, I, I feel like controlling our own narratives too is super important that we're talking about our experiences in our own words. As a person who works a lot on, I guess I would say like spiritual health and spiritual, like healing spiritual trauma, for me, that's really where my kind of vocation is. So not from a place of like, I'm not, even though I have an MDiv, which is the degree that chaplains and pastors get, I'm not uh, an ordained faith leader, Mm -hmm. but I really come from the perspective of how do religion and spirituality impact queer and trans people's health and access. And I think that it's a huge question that we're beginning to address, but that's sort of what I bring to the board. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm coming from. I'm a white trans man originally from the Midwest, just a little bit more about me. So, um, yeah. I love that there's that you spend, I think every trans or MB person spends so much of their, their life desperate for information from older trans people. And then at a certain point you become that person that's giving the information. And I, that's actually one of the things I love about the community. And, and this, that is just embodied in this book. In this book. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why this and book the, is here. And the, and the, the org as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny okay. you say that because there, there is a part in the book where they talk about, you know, aging and, mm-hmm. you know, cause we also did a survey where we interviewed literally thousands of trans folks to, and kind of asked them to share their stories and answer questions about this. And, you know, one of the themes that came up was this concept of, you know, I'm older, there are all these young kids using all these new words that I've never heard before, um, but um, but I, I love it, and this is really great, or, you know, these folks are talking about this in high school, where in my high school back in the day, it was not even allowed to be thought of, so yeah. it's, it's interesting seeing generational mm-hmm. <laughs> differences. Mm-hmm. So that actually brings me to a question that I wondered about what we're looking at here, this, this massive book, Trans Bodies, Trans Selves. This is the second edition. So you were, you were uh, with the team from the start, Kevin, but also Kelsey, I'd like to hear from both of you, what were some things that we just needed to cut or we were able to update or, or you know the things that at some point someone said, this edition isn't cutting it. We're doing it again. What, why, why, why make a second edition? We'll so, start with Kelsey this time. We started with Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like Kevin is a, is a better person maybe to enter this, but I see you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're the president. You're the president. So you over Kevin will be starting. You is the president. Literally sat in the room. Well, first of all, Sorry. we took out all the stuff about how smooth smoking can be. Yes. <laughs> That's refreshing out of there. Tobacco. Four out of five doctors recommended lucky cigarettes, you know. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, yeah. I mean, I think from my perspective, First of all, something that we talked about from the beginning. So part of the second edition process was that um, we gathered an editing team. So everyone who was on the board at that time was an editor, but then we also reached out to a couple of other fantastic folks. So we had like a pretty, you know, spread all over the country group of people from different disciplines that were you know, starting to contact possible authors and, you know, gather all of our, our community together to, to create the material. 
And one of the things that we knew was going to be an issue from the outset was the legal chapter. Mm -hmm. And if you look in the legal chapter right now in the physical book that you have, I mean, you'll see just from because the material was finalized mostly by the beginning of or middle of 2020, right, Kevin, Mm -hmm. for the second edition. And then because of the pandemic, a lot of it just kind of sat on on the publisher's end. And there have been over 220 state laws that have been proposed, right? Limiting access to gender affirming care for trans youth, all of these athletics, you know, Mm -hmm. pieces. And there's none of that in the book because that, that has happened so recently. And every day, right, we're getting new information about kind of what kind of policies and legislation uh, are at play. So that's one of the the biggest pieces that I think we're going to continue to struggle with, honestly, until hopefully someday the Supreme Court says, hey, actually, trans and non-binary people are included in this protected class of gender, right, Mm -hmm. for all discrimination, right? Until something like that happens, that's going to continue to be an issue. And I'll say, as the survey editor for the second edition, Uh, We took the original survey from the first edition and adapted it. And part of what that included was removing some language that was outdated. So for example, um, non-binary with a hyphen, uh, gender non-conforming with a hyphen, there was language about gender preference, preferred gender pronouns, um, gender variant, just some things that are slight tweaks that's considered best practice. And again, that continues to evolve as well. Like what language is considered most accurate and respectful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Kelsey mentions the, you know, the, the long process of, you know, book publications. And by the time the first edition came out in 2014, some parts of it were already out of date. Uh, You know, one part that stuck out to me with that edition was in the health chapter, they mentioned how Medicaid did not cover anything, any surgeries whatsoever. But right before the book came out, Medicaid said, sure, we'll cover some surgeries on a limited basis. And we're like, ah, I'm happy about that. But, you know, just time for an addendum. Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't you do it before I put the book out? Um, So, uh, (laughs) uh, so yeah, so, and we decided as a group, you know, as we were kind of thinking about the book, its role in the community, uh, that, you know, it's due for, it really is due for updating every five years or so. You know, it's kind of similar to a similar book, Our Bodies, Ourselves, that sure, came yeah. out in the 70s mm-hmm. and has been you know, updated every few, every few years since. Um, and, you know, just basically changing with the changing times and changing generations, changing language, changing information um, to stay current, you know, and um and in terms of things that we, there's nothing that stuck out in the first edition that said, well, we have to remove this or cut this or change this automatically or really more kind of middle, like many things that were like, okay, well, let's edit it this way or let's spell it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we did do like a survey in terms of like going over um, reviews of the book, going over doing an overhaul of what was there, what we liked, what we didn't like. And, you know, one of the things that excuse me, that we try to do is get as many new authors as possible, you know, because the premise of the book project is to have as many voices as possible. So, you know, we have all new short pieces, you know, we do have some of the same chapter authors, but most of them are brand new from before. Uh, so, you know, the perspectives, because the chapters are exactly the same with some, you know, modifications, but the perspectives are very, very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are intentional just to say one more thing about, you know, the the trans community 
is a lot of different communities. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even for a chapter like, I think the very first chapter, right, Kevin, ourselves, mm -hmm. we put, there, there are lots of different ways that people think about their gender um, and think about, you know, there's the narrative of, you know, I was in the wrong body versus folks who say, no, gender's a construct, right? And, and folks that might feel um, kind of diametrically opposed on some issues, like um, something like uh, trans people's involvement in the military, we still want, we want to be in conversation around that. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that we're not a monolith who believes yeah. the same things or has the same background. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I feel proud about with how we structured the second edition is that there were some cases where we put authors together who had those differing perspectives. Mm -hmm. So the material itself is engaging that kind of dynamic, which mm -hmm. I think is really real and really cool because I think there's a way you could pick up a book like this and feel like, well, how do I be a good non-binary person? Um, and, but you're going to find folks that come from all kinds of different perspectives, which I think is complicated, but... Mm -hmm. I noticed one thing in my piece on the TSA mm -hmm. where I said, you know, you can't have a police officer in the room with you. Yeah. And that is part of your you can request that that is part of your rights. But then also, like, I, I think even stuff that happened in the last few years, my own perspective on that has been like, oh, I could really see how that would be not a comforting thing for and now. You're quite in that a few book, people and now, someone yeah. say, just call a cop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. It's stuff changes, opinions, mm -hmm. yeah. even, even, you know, something I wrote and my own opinion changes mm -hmm. from the time, mm -hmm. you know, it's written, right. it's, it's, right. it's interesting. I mean, that's, that kind of gets me to uh, another question I had in mind. It was like, you've got hundreds, are we talking about thousands of contributors? This approaching thousands, if you include wow. the survey uh, respondents, then, mm -hmm. you know, thousands, because the, you know, the, each chapter is laced with quotes from the survey that yes. kind of adds more perspective, and that's actually one of my favorite parts of the book, Definitely. so if you include that, because I think we had, I think, 3,000 responders. Wow. 2,000 for second edition. Wow. Oh, 2,000, I apologize, 2,000, so. So between um, survey respondents and contributors, people writing chapters like Kelsey did, people writing short pieces like Faith did, you know, it's exactly like you're saying, this isn't a monolith. The the transgender community is not, it never will be, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. And that's what the book is trying to represent. I kind of wanted to hear from Faith, what it was like to be a contributor. How were you approached? What did you decide to contribute? What did you think? I, if Kevin, you can recall. Kevin, I think, <laughs> did you stop by our booth? I hunted you down. Yeah. You hunted me down. <laughs> there she in is. a nice consensual way. <laughs> that was why I had that harpoon in my leg. I wanted to put that one. Maybe Kevin should tell the story. <laughs> well, how did you how did you approach authors? Yeah. How how did you bring in writers? Yeah. So we uh so we did a call, you know, we you know, sent as much information out as possible. And so, you know, one of my kind of primary roles with the book was collecting short pieces. And so, um, but, you know, we can't get everything just from a call, right? So we have to kind of seek out um, folks to cover, you know, topics that I felt needed to be covered. Um, you know, there's, you know, definitely a paucity with the initial respondents of you know, people of color, um, folks who can talk about various topics that um, aren't really commonly talked about. 
you know, and so, and, and I just, I just love Philly, but, you know, I was uh, going around the tables and such, and it's like, oh, wow, this podcast is really, really cool. And let's, let's talk to this person and, and talk about what, uh, what can we do? Maybe I should do a shameless plug and, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I am grateful that I did. <laughs> yeah. And I think we did. I, I wrote the TSA piece because that had been a huge fear of mine. Um, and, so I, I had I had had to do a lot of research on my own to kind of deal with that situation of, of going through airport security as a trans person, which is not necessarily a fun time. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one was podcasting, finding podcasting. your voice through podcasting, mm-hmm. which some people listening may know we have a podcast. We do, in <laughs> fact, have a podcast. And yeah. I know that we that there are other people out there who have podcasts now who have told me we like what you do. We're doing yeah. our own thing that, so that works on some level, but you know, when I think about you writing the TSA piece, I think about how much you love to travel yeah. and how I I'm picturing someone who wants to see the world and is terrified. If I, if only I weren't trans, I wouldn't have this problem. Maybe I'm not really trans like to see a piece from you. That's just step-by-step this is going to be harder for you than it is for other people. And that's just how it is, but here's the right way to do it. And I feel like that keeps that door open. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's amazing about this book is that you, you, for any individual concern, there's, there's material in here that can yeah, someone's experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone speaking from their own experience. Exactly. Yeah. And there's so much, like, I, I literally can't, it's, it's almost unfathomable how much info, like I also sort of jumped around mm-hmm. and you jumped around a little, like, yeah, it's, it's a, it is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comprehensive. Comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Comprehensive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And because yeah, of that, of, I'm hoping, yes, continue. I was going to say, and speaking of libraries, you mentioned earlier, cause you know, when the first edition came out, we were hoping that it would kind of serve as that role where someone like a teenager or someone mm-hmm. who has no other resources would find the book and perhaps, you know, steal it and use it themselves and, you know, and, and get a, uh, a lot out of it. In fact, we focused um, in the editing process on keeping the language accessible, you know, because if you take a bunch of academics and psychiatrists, you know, yeah. things will mm-hmm. start sounding like a journal article. So, um, so we paid special attention to making sure that it was readable on many, many levels. So it can be accessible to as many people as possible. I love that. I love that. That's so important. Yeah. What I'm interested to know, this actually wasn't on my list of questions. I just thought it up in my brain. Uh, what are sections you would have wanted to include and you just had to force yourself to cut it? You just couldn't, something had to go. We can't make this two volumes. We got to keep it down to under 900 pages. <laughs> what What's some stuff you would have loved to have or maybe are thinking for the third edition, but you just couldn't this time? You know, this isn't a question that I asked myself when we started the second edition brainstorming process, but as we're talking now, something that I'm reflecting on is like a, a faith, right? When you're talking about um, the TSA piece. So you could look up all kinds of things online about um, getting your passport changed and like all mm-hmm. of the things. But when someone, like what happens if we bring like humor or like levity and creativity to some of that. Um, I don't know, I wonder about having like some kind of, um, you know, we have a an arts and culture section 
And that can go a million different directions. You can talk about, talk about media representation. You can talk about um, pop culture icons, you know, whatnot. But I wonder what it would be like to have like a creativity, creative arts, like humor section, something like that. Because mm -hmm. I think what is often lost in conversations about trans people, even among trans people, is this very like negative bent. Like, let's talk about suicide and let's talk about yeah. self-harm, you know? And those things are real, but also like, what would happen if we uplifted people who are like, my life is great. Like, here are my favorite <laughs> things about being trans because yeah. that's really real too. And kids need to know that rather than reading through a book and feeling like, wow, my life is gonna be really hard. This is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure That's... you want this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that as laws and as like healthcare practices are changing, and I wonder how you feel about this, Kevin, I wonder if there might even be separate books. I think there's, there's very much eight to 900 pages worth of the same topics for like minors and youth, and yeah. it would be different material, you know? So I wonder what that might be like. I don't, that might be a little too much for five people on our board right now, but <laughs> we can dream. <laughs> um, I, I guess, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, um, what, what were you not able to include in this edition? You had to keep it short enough. Yeah. So it, it you know, so it, it's interesting. So with, when I harking back to the first edition, you know, there were times when Octra came back to us and this was before they knew that the book would be, would sell very well and said, you got to cut 40 pages, you know, and we're like, which 40 pages? Like, cut 40 pages. <laughs> I love every uh, yeah. single page. <laughs> every single one I want to hold on to. I'll just make all the double spaces, regular spaces. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, we don't need but, margins. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. We'll just put it all in there. Um, so some of the things that I really missed that, you know, I wish I could have put in the book. So I, in coordinating all of the short pieces, I got a lot of wonderful poetry, mm -hmm. um, folks. And, you know, part of the challenge of editing short essays um, and figuring out where it goes in the book is, is figuring out, well, you know, we already have X number of um, essays on this and X number of essays on that. This author here is this. So, uh, but I can only fit so much in there, you know, so there, there are so many things that I think really could have gone in there that would enrich the book, but we just didn't have space for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of them um, kind of on an art element, you know, and, you know, one of the things too, that we did differently for the second edition that I'm glad we did, that we didn't do for the first was, you know, with the survey, we um, are using the results of the survey to make other publications that um, can help you know enrich the community because one of the things that I regret with the first edition was the survey responses were so rich and we could only really use so many in the book as well and if you kind of look through the responses they're so rich they were full like I teared up at some of them um, and, you know, we can't use it because there is no um, consent element before to, yeah. you know, so it's kind of like in there. And, and so I really wanted to um, ensure that for this edition that, you know, it, it can be used to enrich our community further. Yeah, yeah, I think that is that is a good rule to think of. It's the only way you have to you have to manage the content and that 
can be brutal sometimes. <laughs> that is the hardest thing about editing. Exactly. Sometimes is, is what do you cut? Oh no. Exactly. Everyone do your everyone can do a, a limerick or a haiku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no long poems <laughs> next year, guys. <laughs> your third edition haiku only. The, it's really it's been the poems we decided <laughs> that really sent the length. Uh, mm-hmm. They than... didn't. They they rejected my uh, you know your, your forty thousand line epic poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already have Beowulf in the first chapter, so yeah. we'll be, you know, Beowulf two will have to wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but and that's the thing too, because when it comes to editing as well, you know, because you know, I had to cut down various sentences and paragraphs. I remember mm-hmm. for one of the poems in the book, I cut out a whole stanza because I really, you know, and I just, and I worked with the author on this mm-hmm. and all of these, you sure. know, and that's what I loved about the the book as well was, you know, corresponding with the authors back and forth and, um, you know, really getting a sense of what they really were trying to convey and making sure the language showed that mm-hmm. um, and as a concise way as possible. But, um, but yeah, that's. All right. And then my last question for you, I'm thinking ahead to this wonderful third edition take some time off but yeah exactly so kelsey's head just exploded it was quite grisly uh so take this some vacation what, the year 20 uh Let's say 2028, 2029, 20, 20, yeah, 29. You get you get a few years off, but I'm trying to think of what what wonderful changes we're gonna see, and I feel like there's not gonna be anything about bathrooms. There's not gonna be anything about sports. Like I'm trying to think, what what can we hopefully not have to worry about talk to your space doctor about getting hormone nanobots <laughs> Something yeah, it'll like- be downloaded number one into yes. our and brain. then it's like boom no physical <laughs> copy yeah and it and it re, re- changes everyone else's files so they never remember that there was ever any yes. other way mm-hmm. what's uh what's this happy future what are things we won't have to worry about or things that'll have been improved or or so many kids growing up that they were on puberty blockers and their experience is so different from everyone who wrote mm-hmm. this. What, what can you think might be a great thing about edition three, which we're not going to make you work on for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I already wrote the flyers for the new, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I know one shift that, well, a couple shifts actually, you know, so, you know, as a psychiatrist, you know, one of the um, roles of my day job is, you know, working with, um, um, you know, trans folks who are, you know, going through uh, various things, you know, for, and, and of all ages too, including, you know, teenagers. And, you know, one element of, you know, hope and a little envy um, that I've noticed is those who are in high school now or just leaving high school, you know, the Gen Z crowd, uh, you know, they are, their view of gender is very unique and much more spectral than, let's see, millennials or Gen Z, uh, and which makes me feel like a boomer in a way, but um, <laughs> um, actually- We're no, Gen I, X over here. We're feeling way older oh, already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a zenial, so I'm like right in that cusp of X and, and millennial. Um, but, uh, you know, so it, but it, it gives me hope in the sense that there really is going to be much more of a focus on gender being something that is not fixed, not binary, um, very broad. Um, 
you know, because even already as the second edition was being written, you know, there was much more talk about what non-binary was. I mean, it was, it was talked about in the first edition as well, but yeah. it really exploded, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we were writing this book. And, you know, part of the um, things we wanted to focus on was, you know, that there's no one way to be trans. You know, it's not, you know, I'm going to start from A and then go to B and then I'm done. Um, it's not like that, uh, you know, so that's the element too. And the other thing that, you know, I, hopefully we can get some guidance on this, but, you know, we're getting to a point where everything is electronic, you know, like paper books are starting to become a thing of the past, which I don't like, but, you know, so, but we have to go with the times. I mean, there is a Kindle version of this book, which I think is fantastic, but I do know that, you know, people, especially young people are getting their information in different ways now, you know, from YouTube, from podcasts, from, um, you know, TikTok, you know, so it, it's, you know, for good or for worse. So, uh, and we have to um, think about that when it comes to, you know, changing with the times. Definitely. Definitely. Kelsey, what do you think? Our glorious future. Yeah, there's part of me that really wants to veer into a sci-fi version of this because I do think, like Kevin just said, I mean, I think that a lot of print resources are, are, we're getting away from them and that scares me as well. You know, will, will trans bodies be released like in a metaverse somewhere? You know, that's like terrifying to me, even though maybe that's really great in a lot of ways, Um, which I, I say that kind of jokingly, but I'm also being a little bit real. Um, Things that I hope are different, I guess I'll start there. Um, I think that we're at a really big pain point in our society about gender right now, just as someone who does trainings and consultations with providers on that all the time. People that that really are having, I mean, it's kind of, so I'm speaking as a white person, there's a lot of parallels that I observe between white people like experiencing the shift of like, oh, I am a white supremacist and I'm part of a white supremacist culture and the pain that comes from that. I think people experience that with gender, but it's such a hard category that I truly don't believe that cis people can really understand the existential depth that a trans or non-binary person goes through uh, in their self-awareness process. And because of that, I think we get these these barriers through laws that are based on really harmful beliefs about trans people. You know that it's it's a mental illness. That you know all all of the stuff. I, I don't even need to tell you all of the things that undergird the kinds of laws that we're seeing. So I hope that things like more longitudinal research. So I'm gonna go into like an academic boring place, but like the Trans Youth Project, Christina Olson um, was at University of Washington, now at Yale. What she's doing is she is following um, children and youth who began medical transition uh, and maybe didn't go through their natal puberty. So didn't go through the puberty that their body would naturally go through whatever based on their sex assigned at birth and following them on all these different measures um, for at least 10 years. And she's doing it with several cohorts, as I understand it. That kind of research is gonna be robust enough that I hope by the time we get to the next edition, we don't have so many questions anymore about like transition regret, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. Um, that some of these myths kind of die out because we, we've we gathered the information and we're seeing that this could be the difference between thriving and having a life or not having a life, 
mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I just hope that there continues to be more awareness and representation in our culture as well, because I do think things like, um, oh gosh, of course, uh, Pose, right? Like a lot of these shows that show a range of gender expressions and identities, they help people to build relationship. Um, and that, for me, that that's always, I could talk to you all day about the research and why you should believe that trans and non-binary people are real and worthy, but being in relationship with someone and hearing their story is actually what changes that. So I also hope we continue to hear more of those. The number of uh, boomers who kind of figured out the trans thing as soon as Chaz Bono came out. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, like it's it does it does matter. Or Caitlyn but, Jenner, yeah. I mean yeah. that for better or worse, Caitlyn. That'll mm-hmm. get you the cover of Vanity Fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, I, I you know it's it's. I always think these these this is how I, this is how I get myself through the day mm. in a sane way. Is <laughs> so I always look at these. The pushback is progress, or the pushback itself, the backlash is itself is evidence it's of progress. Part of the process, and yeah. and it's, it's okay. yeah, yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I was actually I mean? going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I I just think back in history, you know, so the year that um, Albert Einstein published the theory of relativity mm-hmm. was the same year that you know a few very. Um, conservative Christian organizations were formed in response to this I, this radical idea that the universe is you know, run by physics and not by a deity, you know, but, you know, the theory of relativity prevails, you know, and so when I see all this backlash, it's, you know, at least from my perspective as someone who's been, you know, living this long and involved in the community for this number mm-hmm. of years, you know, saying that okay, people are actually getting a hold of this and they're not liking it, they're pushing back, but that means that they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, and this, this may be the optimist to me, but, you know, I, I do believe that eventually, you know, history does go in the right direction. Um, the question is when and, and how long and how, mm-hmm. you know, but because um, I, I could think 10 years ago, you know, no one was even talking about adolescence at all, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and as a concept. So, and 30 yeah, years think, ago, there wasn't transgender. There, there it was right. transsexuals, if anyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't saying nice things. They yeah. were talking about it. That's, I think you're exactly right, is people are talking about it. It can't move forward if people don't talk about it. And part of people talking about it is assholes and idiots talking about it. Yeah. So. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Here's hoping that you know edition four is going to be everything's great, guys. <laughs> what do you even need to look for? It's like a pamphlet. <laughs> just chill, yeah. Just chill. Yeah, Since yeah. everyone knows everything already, then we decided. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us when's the book out for you know um, people who didn't get advanced copies. Mm. Where can they get it? And uh, yeah, how do we get into libraries? How do we get into libraries? Yes. So the book is available. Most places where books are sold, uh, you know, there's they're on the Oxford website and um, numerous other places that one can purchase books. Um, um, we're also trying to, you know, get uh, the book, you know, uh, available in in like you know brick and mortar places as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes out officially on April fifteenth, uh, which uh, is you know, this Friday. Mm-hmm. And, we're recording uh, this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so in two days, which, uh, you know, but with that said, you know, quite a few people are getting copies already, um, like, you know, all, all three of us. Um, and then in April 26th and 27th, we're having a virtual uh, release party, uh, you know, and details of which can be found on our Instagram, our Facebook and our Twitter pages um, at Transbodies. Uh, and uh, we're hoping to, um, you know, continue to promote the book, um, spread the word about the philosophy of it, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully, you know, enlighten more folks. Excellent. Link down below, everyone. Yes. And uh, again, I, I think this is such a great resource um, for regardless of where what your identity is or where you are in your in your life. Um, I think there's definitely something in there for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's valuable, valuable. Yeah. And if to give a plug, we do have this book donation program where basically that's what we do with Mm -hmm. the money from the book. So um, folks are compensated who contribute to the book. And also as the board, we get royalties right from the publication. And all of that goes into donating books to health clinics and libraries and support groups. Uh, We've donated at least one book to every state in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a partnership with LGBT Books to Prisoners that sends copies of the book to folks who are incarcerated, which is something that's important to us as an org. If you want to request a book comes to your org, you can go to our website, transbodies.com, and there's a tab that says book donations. You fill out that form, and we're probably going to be doing more donations this year than before Mm -hmm. uh, because of the new edition. And you can also donate uh, a book by you know, donating to us the cost of a book. So there's also the donate button and tab on our website. Uh, if you go to transbodies.com, um, that's all tax deductible and makes a big difference for communities that need it. I love that. I love that it's all set up. And I'm thinking of five libraries right now that I really want to get this into. Mm-hmm. And yes, I love that that's possible. Thinking I, about that library in Alabama. Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> the one in Alabama, oh, the yeah. Texas and Georgia. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of libraries that need this and I hope they'll, yeah. they'll have it. Yeah. Well, I have my to goodness. say I was, I was honored. Sorry. I was honored with the books to prisoners that I think our, our book was put on the banned books list. Yeah. At one point. So, you know, I thought, okay, great. That means that we're, we're, we're on the map. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a prisoner that's like, well, okay, I'm going to remember that. As soon as I get out, I'm going to see what's so subversive yeah, that they so couldn't weird. have it for us. Oh, boy. Banned in libraries. I hear that's really good for sales, though. So <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you both mm-hmm. so, so much. I really appreciate it. I know you don't have a lot of time. This means so much. We just want everyone who's able to listen to this podcast to know about this, to send this book to people who could use it and, uh, and to get it for themselves. It wouldn't have happened without you two and the team around you. And we're, we're just, we're just so grateful for your time tonight and for the book itself. Thank you so much. I, you know, I am so happy to be here. I love your podcast and thank you. uh, And thank you so much for your contributions as well. Oh, thanks. Happy to be involved. Yeah. Um, All right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you both again. And uh, listeners, we've got a lot of links in the show notes that are going to get you to all of this material uh, that we've been talking about. You're going to love the book. And thanks again. All right, everyone. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making great content, go to patreon.com slash 
Gender Rebels. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Link down below or download them on iTunes. For all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production, all rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep, keep rebelling! rebelling.